Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. Now this podcast is for everybody, whether you're one of our face yoga teachers and you're very established with teaching face yoga, either face-to-face or online, whether you're somebody who is thinking about becoming one of our face yoga teachers and wants to know how to grow an online business, particularly through social media and Instagram, Maybe you're in a different industry completely, but you're still really interested in how to make your Instagram better and how to attract customers through that social media platform. Or maybe you just have a personal account and you'd like to really grow that. You'd like to have more engagement and maybe in the future you're looking to build an online business, but you want to build that following first. So this is for everybody, this podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So we're all in such a strange and unusual time at the moment. I'm sure many of you like us are in self-isolation at the moment. Our girls came down with just a little bit of a cough, nothing serious at all, but we realised just to keep the rest of the community completely safe that we should all go in self-isolation. So we have the girls at home with us full time and obviously all the schools are closed at the moment. Bruce, who's my husband and also my business partner, and I are just taking turns with the girls throughout the day so we can also continue with work. We're getting into a little bit of routine. So we all have breakfast together and then we all have lunch together at 12. And then at four o'clock, we go to the woods across the road from our house, which is pretty much deserted most of the time. So you don't see anybody else. And it just allows the girls to get out somewhere different. We're really lucky the last few days. The weather's been amazing. So the girls are able to run around the garden and just have as much of an outdoor experience as possible. My husband, Bruce, in a couple of weeks, will be going back to his other job, which is as a firefighter. So he's going to very much be in the middle of it all then. So again, we'll have to find a different new normal then. And I'll have to sort of just work around when I can with the girls here. And I hope we'll get into even more of a routine with their homeschooling. So at the moment, we're doing a little bit of structured learning here and there. But mostly my main priority is just to keep them healthy and relaxed and just allow them to not feel anxious. So I feel for children, it must be such an unusual experience. They go from spending their whole day with other children to suddenly just being on their own in a house. And if they've got a sibling, of course, they're really lucky. You know, my girls are lucky that they have got each other. There's loads of children out there that are only children and they've only got themselves and their parents to play with. So it is such an unusual experience for all children to not have that sociable aspect, to not have that structure of going to school, to not have 
have their teachers, which they're so used to seeing in such a huge, huge part of their life, but also to not be going out and about anywhere. Of course, children are used to being with their parents at weekends and holiday times, but usually you can just go where you want, when you want. But in self-isolation, it's such a different experience. So at the moment, whilst I'm recording it, the girls, Lucia and Lilia, are out in the garden with Bruce. They're eating ice lollies, which I made for them from a smoothie and then just put them in the freezer overnight. So they seem to be really enjoying those. The sun is shining, so it's just wonderful. They can actually feel warm out there and it feels like spring is really starting here in the UK. And I'm recording this for you. Now, if there is any background noise of the children... I do apologise now. I'm trying my best to just be in the quietest corner of the house to record this. So let's talk about this week's episode. Now, over the last week, I have been really thinking, how can I help you guys? Now, there's a few ways I'm doing this. Firstly, is by putting out as much content on my YouTube channel, The Face Yoga Expert. So you can enjoy face yoga, you can enjoy wellness, you can take a little bit of time for yourself. You can use this time that you've got at home to get into doing face yoga a little bit more frequently. I'm also posting lots of videos on my Instagram at Face Yoga Expert and my Facebook page, The Face Yoga Expert. So I'm doing all I can to help you in that sense. I know it's only a small thing, you know, in the great scheme of what's happening in the world, I completely get that giving face yoga techniques and giving face yoga videos is not life changing. But when you're in self-isolation and particularly when you can't help your local community, something which I feel really blessed to be able to do is to help this wonderful online community. So I'm doing everything possible to just give you a few minutes each day that you can look after yourself. You can take that little bit of time for self-care, for self-love. Maybe you use it as a way just to reduce your stress, reduce your anxiety, or just to learn a new skill. Maybe you're thinking, actually, I just really want to learn how to do these face exercises and this face massage for myself. And it's a really good thing to spend your time doing now. You can't leave the house. And another thing that I've been thinking about a lot this week is how we can help our face yoga teacher community, which I call our face yoga family. So currently we have well over 600 teachers of the Danielle Collins face yoga method in 50 different countries. And usually when you sign up to be one of our face yoga teachers, there are some restrictions in terms of what you can do of sharing your content online and making online products and services but I'm actually changing these terms and conditions this week because I am very aware that maybe for the next few weeks, maybe the next few months, maybe the rest of this year, that many of our teachers who have built up a very thriving face-to-face business, so maybe they are teaching face yoga classes very regularly, maybe they teach workshops in fitness centres, in yoga studios, in gyms, in beauty salons, or maybe they see clients one-to-one. All of that has obviously changed. They can't now go to these places. A lot of these places are closed and for the safety of themselves and for their clients, they've had to stop doing that for a while. So I thought, how can I help people? How can I help our teachers to still earn an income, but not necessarily face to face? And just a little side note here, 
things will get back to normal. You know, things will get back to normal at some point for us all. So it's not forever. By the time the end of the year comes, let's hope that you can get back, if you are one of our face yoga teachers, to teaching face-to-face, to doing those workshops, doing those classes, doing those one-to-one sessions. But for now, if you are thinking, how can I make some money online? then I want to do a series of podcasts for this. And as I said, we're actually changing our terms and conditions. So it allows you to do more online. And I think this is such an important thing. We're all in this together and I want our teachers to have as much success as possible. So I'm going to be doing everything I can to help you if you're one of them or them if you're not one of them. So if you are thinking, I really would like to become a face yoga teacher and I'd love to do this online, definitely throughout this coronavirus pandemic, but then after that as well, you can train distance learning to be one of our face yoga teachers. So it's a really, really good way of learning. Once you book the course, you are then emailed a manual and you take time, we'd say a minimum of 12 hours to study this manual. So there's pictures in the manual, there's video links of each technique and you really take as long as you want to to learn all of this and you'll also learn things like the anatomy and physiology of the face you'll learn how to teach face yoga correctly you'll learn how to structure one-to-one sessions how to structure group sessions and then after that you complete your written assignment in your own time again you can do this completely from home and then you have a Skype call so either with myself or one of our super trainers where you do your practical assignment and you have lots of time to ask questions and connect so it gives you a full qualification allows you to teach face yoga anywhere in the world and it allows you to teach face to face and online And just mentioning about the online there, if you are not in the position where you want to make huge, big online products, you can just teach your face yoga via Skype or FaceTime or Zoom. And this works really well. So you can actually just convert all your current clients, if you're one of our established face yoga teachers, into online clients. Now, there's so much I can share with you in terms of how to build an online brand, how to build an online business, how to attract online customers. And to be honest, it's too much to put in one podcast. I've been doing this for the last 15 years minimum. I mean, before that, I was doing it much more face to face. But the last 15 years, for sure, I have been building this online brand. So it doesn't happen overnight. And that's the first thing I would say. You know, you have to be realistic with your expectations. And it can happen and you can have a thriving online business. Now, I wanted to do this podcast about Instagram. It's a platform which I am very active on and it's a place where we generate a lot of our revenue and a lot of our customers. So I'm going to start by talking to you about Instagram in this podcast Please let me know if you like these business podcasts, because I will then do more of these on different aspects of an online business or brand. So if you like it, please do leave a review. Please send me a message. Please click the five star button. All of this will motivate me to do more of this to help you, because I really do want to do everything I can to help you and to make a difference. 
Now, this podcast is for everybody, whether you're one of our face yoga teachers and you're very established with teaching face yoga, either face to face or online, whether you're somebody who is thinking about becoming one of our face yoga teachers and wants to know how to grow an online business, particularly through social media and Instagram. Maybe you're in a different industry completely, but you're still really interested in how to make your Instagram better and how to attract customers through that social media platform. Or maybe you just have a personal account and you'd like to really grow that. You'd like to have more engagement and maybe in the future you're looking to build an online business, but you want to build that following first. So this is for everybody, this podcast. So let's dive right in. So I've got six tips for you about what to do and what not to do to make your Instagram successful. So my first tip is consistency. Now this, without a doubt, is the one thing that every successful Instagrammer does. Everybody that has got a good following on social media and particularly Instagram is all about consistency. Now, when I say consistency, this is about posting every single day without exception. So you need to be in a routine. For me personally, I post twice a day. I find that this works perfectly for my audience. I find that more than that tends to just overload people. It's too much information and less than that just lowers the engagement. So twice a day works well for me, but you can play around with this a little bit. You might want to try three or four times a day. You may want to try once a day, but you need to be doing it every day, even when you have a day off. Now, this is the thing to be successful at Instagram. You can have days off from most things you do, but you need to be posting every day, even when you're on holiday, even when it's the weekends, even when you've had a busy day, even when you're tired, even when you feel unwell, you have to be posting daily. Now, you'll know that I'm very much into the whole work-life balance, into wellness, into self-care. But I would say if you want to build Instagram, you're really serious about this. Taking even just a couple of minutes every single day to post makes such a difference. And it's the only way that you'll find that your Instagram starts to grow. Now, in terms of what to post, I completely understand that sometimes you might be thinking, I don't know what to post. And when I say, look, you need to be posting about twice a day, you might have suddenly thought, actually, I don't know what to post. I really struggle. Maybe you think you've got plenty of photos or videos to post, but you don't know what to write in a caption. Or maybe you write really good captions, but you just haven't got the photos to match it. And I get it. I completely get it. And some Something I want to say here is I started with zero followers on Instagram and I'm quite new to Instagram. A few years ago, I was very inactive on it and I built it quickly and I built it quickly because of this consistency and because I committed to building it. Now, just be completely you when you want to post things. And I would say as long as you're sharing something that's of value to people, then you're going to be doing well. So have a think beforehand. How does this help my audience? How does this give value to them? Yes, people do like seeing what you ate for breakfast, but think about how can it help someone? How can it inspire someone? How can it add value? And if you just ask yourself those questions first, that often changes 
what you put in your caption. So even if you are posting a picture of what you had for breakfast, five minute easy breakfast idea just before you go on the school run. And in that way, it's inspiring for people. It's helpful for people and it adds value. So talk about what you're doing. If you're really stuck, that's the best place to start. And something like what you have for breakfast is perfect. Now, what I would say in terms of that is pictures of you as a person will always do better. There are a few exceptions on Instagram to this, but I would say generally, if you're showing a picture of you, people are going to engage with that so much more than if just a picture of your breakfast. So an example would be a selfie of you holding your breakfast or get someone to take it for you, put your phone on timer. All of these things work really, really well. And we'll always get more engagement, which means more likes, which means more comments, which means more profile visits if you're in it. So just bear that in mind. And it's fine occasionally to put a picture of a beautiful view or to put a picture of what you've just eaten. But the more you can put yourself in it, the better. Often I look through people's Instagram accounts and they have very low engagement. And actually, the most of the time, the reason is you can't actually see the person behind the Instagram. So you need to be in it as often as possible. And I know for a lot of us that feels really uncomfortable. Now I'm very used to being on camera all the time, but there was a time when I absolutely wasn't. And I really want to bring that across. It's not like I started with a good Instagram following. It's not like I just love taking pictures of myself and I always feel completely comfortable doing that. And having a whole feed of pictures of me makes me always feel completely happy. No, it sometimes is difficult. It's difficult to think whatever it takes today, I have to take a picture of myself or I have to take a video of myself. It really is difficult at first, but you need to get over that discomfort and start doing it. And it really will make an absolute difference. Talk about what you know and talk about what you love. And that will really help you to build that following. Now, another thing that definitely comes with a consistency tip is about direct selling. Now, if you have quite a significant audience, then you may be able to just directly talk about the product you've got because you spent so much time giving them valuable, inspiring and helpful information and posts over the last few years. However, if you're quite new to Instagram and straight away you're just trying to sell a product to somebody, then it will be very difficult for them to trust you. So add value, help people, inspire people and indirectly sell. So it doesn't mean you can't talk about a product you've got or a service that you're offering, but talk about it in a way that's inspiring and interesting for people. So rather than saying something like, go and see my YouTube channel, loads of videos on there, maybe talk about why you made that certain YouTube video. So maybe you say, today I was having a really bad day. I felt really stressed. I felt really like I was holding so much tension in my jaw. And this inspired me to show my top tips to reduce jaw tension. And therefore, I want to share those with you too, just in case anybody out there is also feeling that tension in their jaw. That would be a great example of indirectly selling something you've got or directly people to another platform. And a mistake which I often see people make on Instagram is they overly talk about their credibility and their achievements and they're almost showing off a little bit. Now, people don't want to hear that. 
there's definitely a place to show your credibility. And I would say a website is a great place for that. So in your profile and on your bio, on your Instagram, you can write there about your achievements. So for example, I'm the world leading face yoga expert. I'm the host of the face yoga expert podcast. I'm a best-selling author. So I've written these things in my bio. But what I wouldn't do is put that in my main Instagram feed. Again, doesn't sit right with people. It isn't what people want to see. And instead, I'll talk about how I'm feeling, what I want to share with people, what's happened in my day. I'll ask people questions and I'll engage with them like I would in day-to-day life. Your Instagram does really need to be a reflection of what you're like in day-to-day life. So I wouldn't go around talking to people in real life. I have my book translated in 13 different languages. My YouTube videos have two million views. You know, that sort of thing just isn't nice for people to hear. People don't want to hear that. Yes, when they visit my website and they read my about section, great. People can read about that. They've chosen to do that. But what I wouldn't do is put that in a post. What I would do in a post is say something like, I've had a lovely day today talking to some of our face yoga teachers about their success and their achievements. Isn't it wonderful to see so many people around the world teaching face yoga in different languages? And I would maybe even tell a bit of a story. Becoming a storyteller is such an important part of becoming a successful Instagrammer. So that gives you a little bit of an idea about consistency. And I would say the number one thing on consistency is just every single day. Okay, let's move on to point number two now about what to do and what not to do to make your Instagram successful. And that is aesthetics. So aesthetics is really important when it comes to Instagram. And I would say it's more important on this platform than it is on places like Facebook or Twitter. You want people when they come to your profile and as they start to look through your Instagram page for it to be pleasing to the eye. So the first place to start would be your bio picture. So this is the main picture of you. Every time you post, it's that little circle that people are going to see. So I would pick a picture where you're directly looking at the camera. You can slightly have your head tilted a little bit, but you don't want to be facing away completely. You don't want to be hiding too much of your face. And you definitely don't want to be using a logo or pictures of other people. Make sure people can see you straight away. And then when people look through your squares on Instagram, you need to be thinking, first of all, about a colour scheme. Now, for me, I use black and white for my text and then I use blues and greens. So every single one of my pictures has either got the black and white text in or it's got the blues and greens. And I chose those colours because they're my brand colours. They're in line with my website because I like to do a lot of pictures outside. So I really like pictures around green fields or blue sea or blue sky. So it just works great for me. And I really make sure even if I'm doing pictures or videos with a white background, that I'm wearing blue or green. That's just the colours I've chosen. And then that gives consistency and it gives good aesthetics to my feed. So you want to do the same. Pick two or three colours that work really well for you and then make sure that every picture has those colours in. And you can lay these out a little bit too. There's quite a few good apps you can use if you want to get it really aesthetically pleasing. And what I do is I do a checkered 
effect. So this isn't good or bad. So I wouldn't say go and copy this straight away. And this is the only way to do it. Loads of people that are good at Instagram do different things. For me, I do a white thought of the day. So I'm really into writing quotes. I really enjoy writing inspirational quotes. And it's a really important part of my business. So I always have a white square with a black writing of the quote. And then my next picture will always be a picture of me that has got blue and green in it. And then the next picture after that will be the quote, which is black and white. And then the one after that would be, again, picturing me with the blues and greens in. And that's the way I do it. It's sort of a checkered effect. It gives me a little bit of structure and it works well. But think about what you want and then stick to it. Think about your colours. Think about how you want it to look. Like I say, you don't have to do checkered effect. It's just something I choose. Lots of people do just simply the colours and they lay it out so it looks aesthetically pleasing. Or maybe if you find it difficult to always do pictures of you, do an effect where you do one picture of you and then after that you do one picture of food and then after that one picture of you and then one picture of food, for example. Or you could do pictures of books you're reading or pictures pictures of products you're selling, whatever it might be, you decide what works best for you. But think about the vibe you want to bring across. What do you want people to feel when they come to your Instagram? Write all this down. It's great to have a good brainstorm about this before you start it. So that's our tip number two. Really think about your aesthetics. Tip number three is get to know your insights. So if you go to the main page of your Instagram, you'll see in the top right hand corner that you've got three little lines. Click that and then click insights. And this is going to really give you an understanding into what does well and what doesn't do well on your Instagram page and be led by that. So I would say that building my Instagram has absolutely been about getting to know what my audience wants, listening to that and repeating it. And as soon as you do that, you find that your following grows and grows because rather than just blindly putting anything out there, or just putting something out there that you think you quite like to put out there. You're actually listening to your customer and you're giving them what they want. And this is how you're going to build a following and therefore how you're going to be able to monetize this in time. So have a little look at the reach, have a look at the engagements, have a look at the likes, have a look at the shares, the follows, the profile visits. What posts are doing best for you. And for me, I find that it's the same sort of posts that get the highest reach, the highest engagement, the most likes, the most shares, the most follows and the most profile visits. And it's not always just about the picture or the video. It's also about what I've written about the caption. Now, every single person, even if you're a face yoga teacher and you're sharing similar things to me, it doesn't mean what I share and what does well for my audience is going to be the same for you. People come to different people for different reasons. So if somebody likes a particular voice and a particular way that I write a caption, it might be completely different for you. But get to know what is highest in your insights, what gets the most engagement, the most likes, what gets the most profile visits and keep doing that every single day. Now, tip number four is authenticity. Be yourself. Tell your story. Tell people 
why you do what you do. You want that to come across as much as possible in your Instagram. Remember, people don't buy from a business, they buy from a person. So you want to be regularly telling your story, talking about how you feel and being completely open and honest. If you have a day where you think the last thing I want to do is take a photo of myself, say that. Be honest with people. Say, I didn't feel like taking a photo of myself today, but I wanted to do it for you guys. I wanted to be here. I wanted to show up and I wanted to share with you. And I wanted to give you this really helpful information to help you make your day better would be a great example. Other days you might think, I just don't know what to write today. Again, be honest with people. If that's what it takes, that's fine. Just say, look, I didn't know what to write today. I didn't sleep very well last night. It's because of this. Talk to people people, human beings are reading your captions and looking at your pictures and human beings will buy from human beings. So if you're looking to make money from your Instagram and build your business, then you need to be connecting people on a real level. And some days you may feel like you can easily take photos of yourself and you can very easily write captions. So think then, how can I help other people? How can I make them feel happier? How can I make them feel healthier? If I had one goal for Instagram as a whole and as a community, it would be everybody on there supporting each other, helping each other and giving as much valuable content as possible. I don't want it to be a place where people are making others feel bad about their lives. And I've got to be honest with you, I used to think that about Instagram and Facebook. And to this day, I still don't even have a personal Facebook or Instagram account. And if it wasn't for being the face yoga expert, would I I even be on social media? Probably not. And I tell you why. It's because I had prejudged feelings about social media. I used to think it was simply a place where people showed off about their lives, showed a false reality, and therefore made others feel uncomfortable about their own lives. And do you know what? The answer is yes, it is. It still is that. There are people out there that are putting out that content and there are people that look at that content and feel really uncomfortable about their own lives, maybe unhappy, maybe even depressed about their own lives from reading that content, from looking at those photos. But there's also a massive, massive community of people that are simply out there to help, to make people feel good, to build people up. So I would say just follow those people. Only have those people in your community and be one of those people. Be one of those people that's purely there to serve people. And your customers will pick up on that straight away, whether you're there to help them or whether you're there for your own benefit. If you're there to help them, your Instagram following will completely grow. And something which I've noticed that a lot of people on the online community and in Instagram are worried about is competition. But remember, even if there is 5,000 people doing the exact same business as you or selling the exact same product or giving the same service, people will come to you for you and people will go from them to them. And you can't be everyone to everything. One of the most transformational things I have found in business is when I decided that I didn't want to be everything to everybody. I wanted to be 100% truly, authentically myself. And therefore, lots of people would love me and lots of people would really dislike me. And that's okay. And soon as I've come to that realization, it allows me to 
not put content out there because I think people might want it, but to listen to what they want, why they like it, and to be really, really authentic. What comes with that occasionally and unfortunately is a little bit of negativity and a little bit of trolling because I'm not trying to please everybody. But also on the flip side, what comes with that is people really loving what I do. So I would say just be as authentic as possible. Don't worry what people think and give out the very best content to your customers to help them. So tip number five about how to make your Instagram successful is to utilize stories. So your stories are your behind the scenes look at your day to day life. So your main feed may be a little bit more curated, maybe a little bit more thought out, but your stories are a little bit more of a rough around the edges look at what you're doing. And it can be as simple as Let's use example of the picture of you holding your breakfast. Then relate that on your stories to you making your breakfast, to you cooking up the eggs, to you making the toast, how you blend your smoothie. And don't worry about the colour scheme of that. Don't worry if it's a little bit of a shaky video or shaky picture. It's a behind the scenes look and it allows people to know who you are and to really trust you. When people trust you, they will then become your customers. So really think about that. Really think about how can I build a community? How can I show people the real me and utilize your stories every day? And that goes back to the consistency point. I would say in terms of your stories, you need to be doing absolute minimum of five stories a day and just show your daily life. Even if it's you sat on the sofa watching a TV show, take a picture of that. Say today, I'm loving this TV show. That works really fine, you know, because there will be millions of other people sat on the sofa watching their favourite TV show and they will relate to you. So utilise your stories. It's a great way of building up your following. And tip number six to how to make your Instagram really successful is engagement. So you want to get as much engagement as possible. That's how you're going to grow your following. And that's how your followers will then translate into customers if you're trying to sell products or services. So you need to be engaging with every single comment. If somebody comments on your post, reply to them as soon as possible. The Instagram algorithm really likes it when you respond quickly. It also likes when you respond with three to four words minimum. So sometimes if somebody just does an emoji, reply back with an emoji, that's absolutely fine. If someone writes something like, that's such a beautiful picture, I love it reply back. Thank you so much. That's so nice to hear. Like you would in real life. That's the way to understand it. Engage your people in the way you would in real life. You also want to respond to every single direct messages. And even if someone just clicks a heart emoji in response to a story, reply back to them. Thank you so much. Or with an emoji back. Every single person who has engaged with you deserves to be responded to. If you're engaging with them, they're going to stick around. They're going to become a long-term follower because you've spoken to them like a real human being. 
And you can start to engage on other people's posts as well. So comment on other similar businesses. Now, when I say similar businesses, if you're selling, for example, trainers, you don't have to always respond to every other business that sells trainers. You can start to respond to fitness influencers, to personal trainers, to gyms, that type of thing. It doesn't always have to be really, really niche like your business. Just cast the net a little bit wide. When you engage and when you share their stories, when you share their posts, this is all great engagement. It's great for the Instagram algorithm, but it's also really good for building your following as well. And then tip number seven is get to know your target audience. So think about your dream customer, write it down. It can literally be writing the description of one person. And every time you post, speak to that one person. A mistake that many people make in the online business, like I mentioned earlier, is that people try and be everything to everyone. Don't do that. Think about who your perfect customer is. Maybe your perfect customer is a male. He's age 45. He enjoys playing football. He's got two children. His children are both under 10. He's married. Could be an example. And then always speak to that one customer. Don't try and be too general. It will never bring you into the customer base that is right for you and that's going to buy your products. And then my last point when it comes to making your Instagram successful is think about how you can monetize your Instagram. Now, you may be at the point where, first of all, you just want to build a significant following. Now, a point I'd like to make on that is a significant following doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands of people. You can have 2000 followers and you can have very high engagement and you can have lots of people very, very willing to buy your products and to buy your services. On the other hand, you could have 20,000 followers and you could have none of them engaging with you. You could have none of them wanting to buy your products and buy your services. So it's not all about the numbers. It's about the level of engagement. And think about it in real life as well. You had 2000 people that were listening to you and what you said, you would be speaking to them all the time about your products and services and you'd be helping and inspiring them all the time. So don't worry if your numbers are lower than you think they should be. But when it comes to actually earning money through your Instagram, there's a few ways that you can do that. First of all, you could have sponsorships. So you could have companies who gift products to you or they pay you to talk about your products. Now, this is very much an influencer type job. I don't tend to do this very much. It doesn't work so well for my brand. It doesn't mean I never talk about other products or services, but it's not a huge part of what I do. But some people are incredibly successful with this. And that is the main reason they use their Instagram is to talk about others' products and services and get paid very, very well for that as well. So if that's something which you feel like attracts you, definitely look into that because then you can get paid per post. You may have a physical business that you want people to come to. So maybe you own a beauty salon, maybe you own a yoga studio and you want people to physically come through your door. So again, that can be a way that you can monetize what you do really, really well. Thirdly, 
you may have an online service. So for example, you may offer fitness sessions, group fitness sessions via Skype or via Zoom. That is a really good thing that you can sell on the back of having an Instagram. So perhaps you do three times a week fitness classes and people come along and maybe you have fitness classes and people log in and they join into those online. Maybe you offer one-to-one sessions with people to help them with their fitness whilst they're in their home. And you can really monetize your Instagram through advertising that. Obviously, through those indirect ways I talked about, I'll just add that. Then another way is you may have an online service. So an online service is in a different way. So maybe you sell a course, maybe you sell an ebook, something like that. And again, you could monetize your Instagram in that way. And lastly, maybe you have a product of some kind. So I gave the example of selling trainers. Maybe you've got a business where you sell trainers online and your Instagram is a way to showcase those trainers. So lots of ways you can monetize your Instagram, but you need to find what's right for you. And I just want to say, when it comes to what you actually choose to sell, there's not one thing that does better than the other. Take a moment, sit down and write about what your biggest dreams and goals are. So I often say this to our face yoga teachers, there isn't one way that you should be teaching face yoga. Some of our face yoga teachers will do all their sessions one-to-one fire Skype. Other of our teachers will do all of it as group workshops in person. Some of them will put together online courses and they'll integrate maybe their fitness or their beauty as well, and they'll make it an online course for people. There's lots and lots of different options that you can do. And it just depends what you want to spend your time doing. Maybe you love speaking to people one-to-one. Maybe you really enjoy speaking to people in large groups. Work out what's right for you. Write down what your perfect week would look like, what your perfect year would look like, how many hours you'd be working, how many people you want to reach, how much money you want to make, and then use that as your starting point. And if you've always got your bigger goal in mind, then every time you post on Instagram, you've got that big goal in mind and you'll know who you want to reach and why you want to reach them. So that gives you eight really helpful, I hope, tips and advice on how to make your Instagram successful. And I feel like this is a podcast that now more than ever, all of us need. It's the time where you can really make your Instagram very, very successful. You will be spending more time at home, I imagine. And it's a great place, particularly if you are already in an online business or you're looking to set up an online business. It is a really good place to start. So I do hope that's been helpful for you. If you have any questions, then just send me a DM at Face Yoga Expert on Instagram. You can follow our Face Yoga Teacher Training page on Instagram, which is at Face Yoga Teacher Training. You can connect with me on Facebook, the Face Yoga Expert, or via the website, which is faceyogaexpert.com. I do hope you have a lovely day. Take care, stay well, look after yourself. And if you're doing face yoga, don't forget to wash your hands first. Lots of love. 
I hope that you can integrate these into your day-to-day life during these difficult times. I'm sending you so much love. I know it is a really tricky time for every person out there and I hope you can find some way to not only look after yourself but also to look after others through not only tips in this episode but in general as well. I know that so much of it you'll be able to find from your own heart. I wanted to just remind you if you want to do some face yoga at home make sure you have nice clean hands, make sure you cleanse and tone your face and then apply some Fusion by Danielle Collins Moisturising Serum. This is completely organic, this is accredited by the Soil Association, it's vegan, it's suitable for sensitive skin and unlike so many skin creams it doesn't just sit on the top of the skin, it penetrates into that middle layer of skin so it really helps with the collagen and elastin production. It's full of essential fatty acids so our body can't make those essential fatty acids we either have to eat them or we have to apply them to our skin so we get that plumpness and firmness in the skin it's full of the plant retinols it's got lots of vitamin a vitamin c and vitamin e in it and it's so good if your skin is particularly dry very good if you have sunspots it's got ingredients which are clinically proven to reduce age spots and sunspots it works beautifully with face yoga because it doesn't sink into the skin too quickly but it's not super greasy like many oils are so you can get that at faceyogaexpert.com shop and you can also see this in the show notes sending love and light to you stay well and stay safe and i'll see you again next time